So why we were so successful in our network is we did that work. We helped others see how that is valuable. And then in turn, they want to help us. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting week. I am really, 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 really excited about this week's podcast. Christopher, I know you want to know why. You know what, Kyle? I'm barely going to talk through this because you give me crap all of the time. <laughs> From the previous week. I'm just, I, I want to come out today. I want to come out. Listen, can we talk about that in a second? <laughs> I need you to speed this up. We're running out of time. <laughs> See, he just had to say it. Guys, he just had to say it because I'm like, this is my week's podcast. So I want, I want to come out. Um, because, oops, I fell asleep on my networking. I fell asleep on my networking. And that happens to so many people in personal, in their personal lives, as well as their business, as well as their leadership, as well as their team. We fall asleep. And I did. And let me tell you what, let me tell you what, what happened. So I was with a networking group and I was with this net group for a long time, very successful networking group. And I'm going to tell you why it was so successful in a second, but I was with this networking group for a long time. So many things were habitual about it and we did it. We saw what we needed to do. And I did the thing that people will tell you not to do in, in the workforce where they say, don't quit your job before you get another job. I know some people are old school that way thinking that now I think of the new day and age. Oh no, if it's not working, we're going to quit. Right. And I did something quite similar. I actually left my networking, my professional networking group without having another networking group set up or organized or even a strategy to keep networking going. You know, I'm a big fan of networking. You know, I enjoy networking. I, we see the results, the things that we've done in our business has grown because of our networking or social circles have grown because of networking. And so when I was a part of these networking groups, like maybe some of our listeners today, we saw growth, not only personally in ourselves, but we saw growth financially in our businesses as well. Right. I think most people actually dislike networking. I can tell you with my clients, we just calculated our numbers. I have over 7,000 coaching hours. And I can tell you that every time I bring up networking with my clients, they're like, why? Why, why do people feel, why do, why do they feel? Well, because way? it feels like work, but I think that people don't understand what the purpose of, like, I don't think they understand how to, like, they, they all think it's like schmoozing, kissing babies and trying to bid for attention and affection and trying to get something from the person they're networking with. Mm -hmm. But you and I both being award-winning networkers, we know that that's actually not what networking is for. Right. And that is true. But here's the thing you have to keep in mind as well, is there's a few people like most things ruined it for the rest of us, right? Because they did exactly that. And people are, people are experiencing that right now in this day and age of this pandemic of everything being online, the amount of requests. I mean, you and I both know, we look at our LinkedIn requests all the time or inboxes, I get five requests emails. a day. Okay. Who's somebody's, I get five requests a day and their tagline is always, 
I help coaches something about six or seven figures Mm -hmm. or move their programs to online. I appreciate that we're all just out there trying to get their stuff, but there's more noise than real connections happening. Everybody's fishing, trying to catch something, but what they're not doing is, is casting a net saying, how can I help? Not only that, they, I was just going to say to you, some of them are saying that, but where it actually changes is they're not genuine. Because as soon as you think, okay, maybe this guy can help me and you get on the phone with them, the cell starts. And I just thought, oh, but I thought you could help. Like what doesn't sound like you're helping if you're trying to sell me something, right? Or they fake you up by saying, tell me more about this. What are you doing about this, right? So they're not really being genuine on it. And I think that's what I'm saying is I think why some of your clients may, uh, and mine too, that don't like the networking is because of what they've experienced. And here's the thing. I want to help people do better with their networking. Here's how I think, Christopher, and I know you'll agree with this, how we were able to be successful networkers. Well, wait, can you go back a second here? Because I want to hear this oops part. Well, Because that impacts me. So I want you to come out to the rest of the world about how you screwed up. (laughs) It's not oops, I screwed up. It's oops, you know, I fell asleep on doing the things that I know work. And what I want to talk about is when we were, which is where I was getting to, but because he's so impatient, I couldn't even get to the story because he wanted to know the story. Now, what I was going to lead to is the oops part is why we were so successful networking is because we were with a group of people who actually did the networking. They did the work and the networking work is truly about how am I going to help you? How do I actually find opportunities and get more like really, you know, we heard of servant leaders all the time. How do you serve your team and all these other stuff in the networking? You truly have to genuinely want to help this other person. And sometimes they want to be connected with someone. Sometimes as they want information, sometimes it's about how you can actually support them, validate them. So there's a lot of different things that's happening it's not always transactional money, money, money. Yes, that plays a role, but it's, think about what a network is. It's that connection. It's that involvement. It's that support. It's that something you can count on. So why we were so successful in our network is we did that work. We helped others see how that is valuable. And then in turn, they want to help us, right? It really is about, because think about that. If you have someone in your, in your inner circle, in your network, who's always saying, Christopher, let me help you with this. Hey, I made this happen for you. Hey, I want to connect you with this. Hey, I got this for you. After a while, you're just like, shoot, I need to find a way to help this guy. Right. And it just becomes so organic that they just feel they want to help. So what I'm saying is what, when I fell asleep on that, and I really want to disclose that to um, people is I stopped actually doing that. I actually stopped. I stopped finding ways to help someone else, right? In their business, in their life of things where I could say, listen, I don't know what you need, but let's have a conversation. I don't go into it with like seven people I could refer them to. I go into it by saying, let me truly understand what's happening for you. Where do you want to go from where are you at right now? Where do you want to go? And so from my perspective, it's about falling asleep of not doing that. So I'm actually curious, while we've been chatting, were you able to actually get any stats on what the benefits of networking? Because I want to give some tips on. Yeah, totally. So here's some things I'm going to talk about from a professional perspective, but professional includes both business owners, leaders, 
team members, employees, mm-hmm. the whole gamut, right. the unemployed. Okay. So right up my so, alley. Yeah. So here's, here's some fascinating uh, statistics on networking. Okay. Uh, and this comes from review42.com. Okay. This was updated February 26th of 2021. So this year. Okay. 85% of positions are filled through networking. Oh, hands down. I, I can't remember the last time I applied for a position. Really. Yeah, we just Someone hired. Else... Sorry, Kyle. No, well, girl, that's because say, you're a business owner. Okay. No, but, but even now. before, even before, yeah. like it's been yeah. many years yeah. I've had to apply for a position. Yeah. Because someone says, hey, such and such is looking for such and such. Hey, did you ever thought about such and such company? Actually, in my professional career, of uh, I had uh, three Never mind the positions I had because you'll switch okay. positions within a company. Within, I had three mm-hmm. professional organizations that I worked for. Mm-hmm. Only one of them was a cold application. The other two were I was placed in networking. We just hired three brand new people, mm-hmm. and two of them came from our network. Only right. one of them was a cold interview from from nowhere else. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. And so I agree with that stat. I agree with that stat. It's always I think that's where people are sleeping on that too. Right. And so that's going to lead into my call to action because I believe people are sleeping on their own network. I a hundred percent agree. And they think, they think they can't do it because it's digital, but that actually, this is your opportunity. So, and it's easier to do it digitally than it is to go to a networking event. So, so here's a couple more statistics. Okay. Uh, 95 of professionals consider face-to-face communication vital for long-term business. 95. I don't know what those other 5% are doing that they're getting business, but, but networking and connections, um, uh, are extremely important. 70% of people found a job through connections in a company. And I'm just looking. Yeah, that makes sense. The whole face-to-face piece of it, when you look at it, people want to do business with people. People want to connect with people, right? And that's why, you know, even those people are like, oh, I don't know if I don't have to talk. I hear you. Maybe that's the 5%, but people still want to be connected with people. There's one that's more stat point. here for business owners. Okay. So we talk about close rates in business. Yeah. So basically like how many deals are you closing? Uh, yeah. The Converting, close yeah. rate for face-to-face meetings is 40%. Hands down, hands down. So that's big. Yeah, it, it's huge. So the stats are obviously out there. And so I think as you're thinking about your networking and you're thinking about your for yourself, what can you do? What are some things that you can do to, to wake up your network? The number one thing I was saying, and you, you did an article on this, uh, Christopher, for those people who are in jobs. And I hope we could provide that in the, in the show notes as well, um, because I think there's some valuable information on that. When you're reading that, I want you to pivot to your business, to your leadership, to your other parts, because they're really the same thing, uh, keeping it relevant. Number one is take an inventory of your network. Who do you actually have in your network, right? And it's, and again, bringing that top of mind. And the second part of that is what would re-engage your network? You already heard the stats. It's about face-to-face. Could you jump on FaceTime? Could you jump on Zoom? Could you jump on a phone call? Absolutely. Once you know who's in your network, you will be able to say, how do I want to re-engage? And the third thing I would say is find out what's happening in their life and listen to ways you can help them. 
right? Because sometimes we don't know what we need, right? Sometimes it's, it's hard when you say to someone, hey, what can I do for you? Hey, can I write? Sometimes it's about listen to what you uh, they're saying and you know make an uh, make an observation see what you can help right i remember one situation where someone was just going on about something they were i have to do this i have to do this after that and I, I didn't know who to recommend i didn't know how to help them and i just simply say okay if i could donate my two hands to you how could that help you and that person said well if i had an extra pair of hands this would be helpful right? So sometimes don't, don't feel that you have to go in and solve everything. You can just simply say, if I can give you my time, right? My energy, or hey, if I could throw a, a buck or two to this thing, how could that help you, right? But listen with the intent to actually I think see even, how you can do that. I think even asking people, you know, what, what are one or two or three things that you're working on right now? And what are one or two or three of your biggest challenges, roadblocks, or opportunities with those. And then just listening for opportunities to connect them with others, to connect them. Sometimes it is connecting it with your skill set for sure, but don't be so deliberate and focused on that because I think the overselling part of it is where people fall apart. It is really about how can I help you so that you feel like you want to help me too. So we're not going to a networking meeting with our hands out. We're going to our networking meeting with a basket full of goodies that we're going to give to them if there's something in our basket that we can connect them to, right? And then at the end of that, then you can say, oh, you know, would it be all right if I shared a way that you could help me? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Or, or even that step five, I would say is, don't be afraid to come back and say, how did that work out with that guy I connected you with? How did that work out when we did this? How did that, like come back and close that loop or keep that loop going, right? Where you can come back and maybe then you can say, you know what's interesting? I could actually use a pair of hands myself. You know, would you be interested? People are hardwired to help people. You know, if you said to someone, I need some help. We're like, I don't even know what it is. I'm going to say, yeah, sure. What? Let me see if I can help, right? But the moment you start the conversation by saying, hey, I need a favor, we're a little bit hesitant. We're like, I don't know, uh," right? But when you say, listen, I need some help. So again, find ways to help someone out. So with that said, I am curious, what imperfect inspired action you're going to take this week when it comes to waking up on your network? I want to hear about it. What have you done? Because there's a lot of people, like Christopher said in the beginning, that don't like it. Sometimes a lot of people are looking for tips and tricks and strategies and tactics. So if you have those, share those with us. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks, folks. Good luck and let us know how it goes. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. In organizational politics, manipulation of power is exercised where parties will compete for power by playing the politicking game. To those who don't have good tactics, they will lose the game and may be jeopardizing their position in the organization.